Hi guys. What I almost said good morning. Hi guys. <laughs> Welcome back to Book Talk Made Me, the podcast where we're talking about all your favorite books from Book Talk, Bookstagram. You know, wherever you get a good book, we're gonna talk about it. And today we were talking about a book that actually came about, was birthed, should I say, on TikTok, really. Because if you have followed Book Talk since the beginning, you may remember this one book talker who was very prominent and her portrayal is Cassian from the Akatar series. Do you know who I'm talking about, guys? I well, do. You, I know you know. <laughs> we sent many videos. We contributed to her share and comments and engagement section between the three of us a lot. So if you know Cassian from TikTok, you know her portrayal. I'm talking about the one, the only, Kaven Herning. And she had kind of confessed her when she was working on this book and got so much encouragement for it that she was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to self-publish this own book. And we're like, yes, queens, support your endeavors because, you know, we've got a, a book in the in the works. Not really. The stocking who stuffed her, but it's in, fine. In our heads. In, in our heads. heads, yes. In our so, heads, she's getting stuffed good by that stocking. <laughs> so I wore a, a fellow book talker on her endeavors. We decided to cover her series originally, and we did her first – book in the series, A Forbidden Fate. Uh, I don't know. I feel like forever ago, but it really wasn't that forever ago. A year it was ago? over a year ago. Over a year is forever. It was, forever. it was over a year. Considering the amount of books we ago. read in, in, a, in a year, this is like a, book, a gazillion books ago. Her book actually came out, I think, around my birthday this year, but we just kept delaying it because we had so many other things come up. Because yes. so many books came out this year. It was a good year for books. I have to go on the record like, and say. It was like so many things happened in this also, book. Also, it was. This book was this year. This book was this year. Right. There were a lot of thick thick baby books to cover in this one this year. Yeah. Thick ones that didn't lead us anywhere. And then the author was like, ha ha, we're going to add an, another book to the series. Surprise. Are oh, we surprise, bitter? Surprise. I would just like to have some closure in my life. I would just like to finish a fucking series. It's impossible. Impossible. Facts. Facts. Um, well, we're bringing you another unfinished series because she hasn't finished the second one yet, but it sounds like it should be wrapped up in the last book, which is the third book. No published date yet, I believe. Although. I did see she had something else on Amazon. I was gonna say, yeah, please so- correct me if I'm wrong, but I think she started another series on that she released or was talking about publishing that hit maybe yeah. this week, last week. So if any of you guys have read it, have seen early drafts about it, hit us up in our DMs and let us know if it's something we should be covering on the podcast. So let's get into the this book we're here to talk about, an endless escape. Again, book two from our homegirl from TikTok. Now, again, we're gonna kick off with spoiler alerts. I don't know how I don't know if you guys are are Reading this, don't want to be spoiled, but of course, just want to let you know, we're going to go through all the plot points, all the things that happened, and if you were wanting to read this and find out, pause now and come back later, my friend. And if you are down to hear what happened, then let's get into it. Bridget, you want to hit us up with the overdramatic, dramatic book synopsis? I or shall, I, I shall. I was like, I, I'm willing to dive, dive in. We'll see how horribly I screwed up. You know what? You stop that negative thought. You are a shining bright star in my life and everyone's life. You'll Aww. do a fantastic job. Oh, I make no promises. Oh, it's okay. We're all in this together. 
wild right. cats everywhere. Throw your hands I always, up in the always, air. <laughs> to this day, anytime I say all this together, I think of you immediately continuously singing that song. <laughs> At this point, I've never seen High School Musical, but like I just know. It's coming. It's that's, coming. That's the part of the song. I have yeah. to like do yeah. the moves. Like we're all in this, this together. Like a, like a reverse raise the roof. You know, yep. it's like a like a raise Hilda the roof. is looking at us like, can we move on from this? No. Again, this is an auditory medium. I don't know why we attempt to express ourselves <laughs> visually. You don't see us. We see each other every time. Again, maybe next year we'll get a YouTube and you guys can join in on the fun. We'll maybe. see where the world takes us. But let's get into this overdramatic, dramatic book synopsis. All right, the Forbidden Fate series by Kaven Herning, aka Cassian from Book Talk. <laughs> After being separated by an evil monarch and a mysterious kind face in the wood, Idalia and Brazen must fight their way back to each other. I said that right, right? <laughs> okay. Brazen, yeah, Idalia, Idalia, whatever. Winter swiftly approaching and new secrets revealed, the two find that they are in way over their heads. Thankfully, with the help of an animal-loving Viking with a penchant for violence and an overly confident bard who cannot sing a single note on key and a few other misfits, they might just stand a chance or perhaps meet their eternal doom, join the level of bandits and some new faces on their next adventure where they must overcome unleashed beasts, intense hallucinations, strong drinks, and a deeper dive into the world they never knew as they try and make their way through an endless escape. The end. That was, that was all. That was great. I also you had a very flight attendant voice in there. Thank you. Please make your way to the escapes. That was great. <laughs> For emergency landing. That's what it felt like. <laughs> Should be like directing me with two fingers. <laughs> if you were stationed. I was leading you through the endless escape. But so yeah. you know, you don't actually escape. So let's get into some thoughts and feelings on that note. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say I went in cold, which is always a bad idea. Because you read these series like a year in between, you're like, I don't remember, you don't remember. Now, I will say this was purely by mistake because I had best intentions to listen to this podcast on a lovely little flight I had to take and then dive into reading on the way back. So I'll be caught up and ready to go, except my AirPods made their way into my checked baggage and I didn't realize till I threw that bag behind the counter and I was like, and it was already on the carousel and like off, off its way to my plane. And I was like, well, all right. <laughs> I got nothing to do for two and a half hours, so nothing to listen to. So let's let's read. And that was a mistake, I'd say, <laughs> because I did not remember anything. And I thought, surely as I continue to read, I, it will catch back up to me. And it did a little bit, but not as much. You know, at least you had good intentions. Like I started our episode and then got distracted halfway through because life, like don't mom and listen to podcasts at the same time, apparently. And then I just said, fuck it. Also a mistake. Don't do as we do. Do yeah. as we say. Please. Listen yeah. to the episode before. I also went, fuck it. Um, and I guess we can just tell everyone. I got to 45%. She not literally because, said, like, fuck it. And then fuck it. Yeah. Not because it was bad or anything. Just life happened. Mm-hmm. And life got in the way. Um, and so I just had the group to keep on going. We had to move on. And. I got left behind, and no, I no. think I'm okay with that, though. I don't think you got left behind. No man left behind. You're getting live reactions from Hilda as we share the rest of the story to her. And I mean, with and my, her. And my first question is, what the fuck is going on? I think the the question that went through all our brains, honestly, 
Um, I think for me, my main reactions for like the first half of the book is, who the fuck is that? Who the <laughs> fuck is this? Who the fuck? Did not remember anyone. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I didn't remember the, was it Re and the Griska, the Grisha? Grisha? See, uh, pronunciations already. The, the... The animal Grimshika? Grimshika. No. The Grimshka. The Grimshka. I thought it was, Grimsh- I thought it was the Grimshuk. I have hold on, I have to look up how to spell this now. It's gonna bug me. Yeah, I didn't remember it's that. It's Rion. So I do I do have a question. Did we did we get any smut? Mm-mm. No. What? And this is what I have to talk about. Oh, it's a Grimshka. Grimshka. It's G-R-I-M-S-H-K-A. Grimshka. It'd be oh, nice if that was in the pronunciation guide instead of Ryan. Ryan? Oh, Lord. Ryan. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Okay, hold on. I'm pulling said. up the... It's Ryan. Yep. Okay, Ryan. Um, so, FYI. Are you kidding me? There I was Dahlia. no smut? No. There so, was no smut whatsoever. That's bullshit. None. And... There was like uh, the makings of one where you're like, hey, all right, let's finally get it because it's been far too long. Like I'm 75% of this way through this book. And like I know we were all thoroughly impressed and happy with the last book's smut levels. We're like, all right, I like this. It paid off. Yeah, because it had like shadow abilities. Correct. Yes. Who doesn't like like shadow hands. Shadow hands did not make an appearance today. And what's more (laughs) annoying about this is dumb and horny came into play. Strikes again after five, maybe ten minutes before her little sexy scene happened. They're like, don't take too much power because taking too much power has a price. And she's like, I'm going to try to get it today through some like shadow body work and like drains the earth of powers, which we'll get into the consequences of that. But dire consequences from that. After and they didn't I even get that it scene, on. I didn't literally texted Caitlin. I was like, is she just dumb or is she horny? No, she's fucking both. Oh, my God. She was making me so mad, this book, with dumb <sighs> shit like that. Yeah, so no. I would say not nearly, and I frankly expected more out of our girl. I did. I don't know. I felt like some of the characters were starting to act a little juvenile, and it was kind of bugging me a lot because I had really liked in the last book that even though they were younger – I don't even want to say they're younger, younger. But no, they were like twenties. Yeah, yeah th- they were still like relatable. I was feeling like they somehow aged backwards. I I could see that. Specifically, Brazen did. I think. Yeah. Which was I didn't. I think you had that note, Bridget. Like I don't like he was so jealous, and it did come off a little immature jealousy. Because it wasn't just one instance; it was multiple times over and over again. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't man jealousy. It was boy jealousy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a difference when Reese has got Tamlin, like they're jealous, but like this was like, I'm going to fight you after school yeah. jealousy. It was weird. I was not vibing with it. No. And I will say I was very excited to start it. And again, dived on in, but I feel like the plot got more confusing as it went on and I had more questions than answers or maybe I had answers, but I still don't know what questions they answered. So... I will say that I I didn't remember a lot of the history. So when they were talking about names, I was just like, who is that again? Um, it was rough. Yeah. So Bridge, you want to go through the history? I mean, I can. But one point. Um, yeah, I don't like Jealous Brazen. But you know what I don't like even more? That whole relationship that Lynn has 
with Adalia because it was giving me Karen and Poppy PTSD. And Hilda, since you did not read the book, and I know you got a good way in, but he like basically falls in love with her. Why? I don't know why. Why? And it's he not like she's completely. Owned. He was friend zoned. But she would like make comments about like, oh, how he's extremely attractive and why never I haven't noticed him before. And wow, compared oh. to Tor, he's like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what is going on? You have brazen and suddenly you're noticing Lynn. See, I took it as she's like, I got nothing else in front of me. Huh. You're actually very good looking. I didn't notice you before because I had this other specimen hot dude in front of me. But like, good for you. Yeah. I feel like she, but- to me, she had friend zoned at him where he was like, I am head over heels in love with you. Maybe. I don't know. They had this one moment where they were like laying on top of each other when I think he like was trying to save her and they ended up on top of each other. And she had made a comment about like how body parts were warming. And I was like, ooh. Dumb and horny, maybe. Yeah. I did not like the end because my favorite character got. No, I didn't like that either. Torrent. Arcassian dupe. Yeah. Arcassian dupe. I mean, I think yeah. he'll be back. I think he'll be back, but I'm just, he did die. In like the that's last- literally what I wrote in my notes. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know if it was you, just just me, but I always pictured him. Um, you know, in Frozen, the first Frozen, when she goes, she's like, "Woohoo, big summer blowout." Yeah. That is who I pictured. I picture him like a mix of that guy and then um, Beauty and the Beast. What's his name? Not the Beast. The man that is like Gaston. Going after her. Yeah, like a perfect mix of those two, but he's like blonde. Yeah, no. so like a dumb Thor, I guess yeah. would be your. I picture him. I picture him as um, the redhead wildling from no. Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, I could also. I also saw that too, but he was too. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mind him. He was just like a fun character to be around. How yeah, did they he were die? fun. The guy, um, Kano. Uh, yeah, whoever the fuck that is, I know the. The one with the missing eye, he stabbed him. Done. Dead. Out. Yeah, like from behind. So no one saw it coming. It, it was not great. a good time. It was a little bit chaotic. So I'm like, wait, 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 what? And what Dahlia happened? couldn't heal him? Well, I mean, we're jumping Guess to what? the end here, but I'll just tell you what happened. Or no? Yeah, just tell, just tell me. I mean, so we don't really know because she, that ends with her being like, no, not Torrent, anyone but him. And, and then, then her she, powers like activate and then Fire up in her scene. fingers. Yeah, and she's like striking storming off to go face that guy end scene open scene to lachlan yeah or lachlan whatever lachlan Lachlan. okay i had it right the first time um what i hated that what what would he do no we just entered into a scene of him like going through his office and he was looking for things and then you find out some information which i will tell you in the rest of the story but yeah we'll tell you in the rest but it did it was an abrupt cut scene to someone who was absent for 99% 99% of the book, roughly. And so I was like, wait, what? You? You are who? So needless to say, I think we're a little meh with this one. But yeah. we'll still take you along for the voyage and you can hear exactly what happened so you can judge for yourself. Yeah. I will say, I want to give Bridget kudos here because she did such a fantastic job on this background in the kingdoms that I wish I had this going into this so that it helped set the framework for what the heck is happening. 
yeah, I felt like I was nerding out a little bit because I was like sitting down by my computer, like scrolling through, writing down the notes, drawing the maps because I couldn't figure out while I was reading how everyone was related. And then I was writing it down. I was like, ah, this is what we needed at the beginning of the book. <laughs> I'll send you my notes, Caven. <laughs> I was like, you can um, just send it over for like a small fee. Okay. Map is all out for you. No biggie. How much does it cost to run our podcast? A small fee of blah, 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 blah. Small Thanks. fee. Thanks. All right. So before we jump into background and history, I'm going to take you on to previously on Forbidden Faith series, aka where we left off on book one. So Sounds like previously Idalia, on Love Island. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Idalia was traveling to Mia Putlachlan to get married. She's captured by Brazelyn. They go through this little mission. They end up falling in love with each other and they want to break this curse that was put on top of them where they are not able to touch without killing each other and their kingdoms. Before they became cursed children, they were um, their parents had agreed to wed them to each other in order to build the bonds between the both kingdoms because they were previously in war with each other. Then they became cursed children because of some petty shit between their parents um, Adalia's mom had died. People were pointing fingers. They cursed the gods. The gods were like, well, you curse us. We're going to curse your kids. And now your entire kingdom is screwed. So all that's basically happening. Where we left off, though, was Brazen and Adalia were on a mission to break the curse so they can live happily ever after because they're in love with each other. And she gets captured by Brazen's dad and is being held as prisoner. And she thinks that uh, Brazen betrayed her and was leading her along the same time. But it turns out Brazen was not. And he was going into the woods to find her, to come save her, and ends up meeting someone that looks like an innocent girl who offered him shelter. So that's where he is. I'm just going to say, so uh, Brazen is seeking shelter with this girl in the woods who seems pretty innocent. And Dahlia is still being held by the dad. I think she's held captive for like over 30 days or something. And then Lorna, who's part of Brazen's band of bandits, shows up and saves her and breaks her out of there and says, we're going to go find Brazen. So she realizes Brazen was not part of the original plan. Um, he did not betray her. And now they're off to go find her man. That was the end of the last book. All right. Jumping in. Background and history. So there's four kingdoms that we are introduced between these two books. There's Eridinan, which is also known as the Deep Kingdom. There's Ocinia. Um, Ocinia, yeah. The Far Kingdom, which is off, of course, far on the map. And then we have... It's true. <laughs> Sorry. I really love that one. The Third Kingdom is the Bylias, which is the Southern Kingdom. And then there's Verdana. Yeah, the Northern Kingdom. So I think okay, it's so ba Belials. 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 I always call it a Belius, but that's not me right. too. Because that would make that flows off my tongue, my brain. Well, that's why. That's why we get yelled at. I know. <laughs> I love this. Just you know what? This is just the fucking English language. Sometimes it really because, is. Like, oh look, let's put these letters together. And, you, and it you makes think, no sense. It makes no sense. So for the purpose of this, just to make it easier on ourselves, I will be referring to them as their nickname. So the Deep Kingdom, the Far Kingdom, the South Kingdom, Northern Kingdom. So in the Deep Kingdom, we have King Latchlin and Princess Theodore, who are the Lachlan. siblings. 
The Lachlan. That one is Lachlan. That is Lachlan. Uh, starting off strong. Alexa, um, so- Alexa also called him Latch, if it makes you feel better. Thanks, Alexa. I'm glad we're on the same page. So Lachlan and um, Theodore, we met in the previous book. They were actually the little kids at the castle hanging out with them. Um, the- Lachlan became king after his father, Lester, died, who was a complete asshole. So in the previous book, we know this narrow as King Lachlan supposedly wrote a letter to King Ivar, who is the king of the Northern Kingdom and Idalia's father. He wrote this letter to ask uh, for her hand in marriage to unite the kingdoms. So that's why she was crossing the woods when she was captured. So now we have the Far Kingdom, which can only be entered through the pass, which people think it is a fairy tale. Um, even Adalia was kind of questioning its existence. That kingdom has some sort of deal going on with the Northern Kingdom. We don't really know what it is, but we do know that the Northern Kingdom traffics humans from their land while they steal the humans, traffic them through the pass into that kingdom. So right. that's why, a red flag. Why? Again, more questions than answers. So there's this girl, Lara, who we meet in the book. She made it seem that the King Ivar was stealing people from Belias and then trafficking them through the pass to Osina. And she thinks it's to be able to get traded goods back into their kingdom so they can survive because when the Southern Kingdom and the Northern Kingdom were at war, the Southern Kingdom blocked the river. So the traded goods from the Deep Kingdom that was going through the river up into the north to help them survive was being blocked. So that was another avenue. Why do they need so many human people? Exactly. It's very questionable. And the fact that it's called Asinia makes me wonder because that in the old language or is defined as the crown. So we'll see. Lots to be learned, apparently. Um, Okay. So that's what's going on in the Far Kingdom. In the South Kingdom, we have King Vascus, Queen Evelyn, who's currently hidden away in a temple by her husband to protect her. And then Prince Brazen. Prince Brazen rejected his crown. He's been hanging out with a band of bandits, stealing stuff, living his life. Um, And then he decided to, you know, capture Princess Idalia to be able to get all this money so he can send it back to his mom and give it to people and yada, yada, yada. So the Southern Kingdom's original king or their ancestor, I don't know if he's the first king or not, is King Seraph, S-E-R-A-P-H. Seraph, okay, yeah. Seraph. And we casually hear this name throughout the book. And the reason why is because there is a love triangle. So Seraph was married to Adelaide, who was also in love with Prince Novak, who is the king of the North. And so when she became the traitorous queen, um, that's how the war broke out. And I'll tell you how in a second, but the Verenda, which is the Northern Kingdom, you have King Ivar, Queen Revna, who died the day the children became cursed, and then Princess Adalia. And so that ancestor of theirs is Novak. He, of course, is in love with Adelaide, who... We find out he was saved by Sarah Highland in the woods in the last book. And then in this book, we see visions of them together at the castle. So he brought her back to the castle and they became friends, but she fell in love with him. And, you know, she's a crazy bitch. So, you know, some shit was about to go down. They say Novak 
in one of the myths was killed by Adelaide, and that's why she's the traitor's queen. But I don't actually know if she killed him or if she's being framed. I think she's being framed. I think she's being framed. I think that sneaky little bitch, Syrah. Syrah? Yeah, I think she did too. Oh, Syrah Highland is a crazy bitch. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. The crazy bitches. Not quite Lavinia. But like Lavinia Jr. Pretty close. Like she has potential. Damn. Damn. Potential. Oh, you want to know how crazy this bitch is? So Adelaide, the queen, she had a baby with Novak and Syrah steals the baby and kills the baby. Yep. Because Novak was hers. Yeah. And we find that out through a flashback that Adalia sees when she's in. um, Yeah. There we go. Damn, that's messed up. So wait. So is Adalia or Brazen a descendant of Sarah Highland? Yes. Adalia is. Okay. She's a Highland. We're trying to figure out how she, they're related. Yeah. So far. So I'm She's one of the four families. Brazen is not. Right. But remember, she reigns from the North Kingdom. Um, So we know her ancestors also Novak. So we're trying to figure out, did Novak and Syrah end up having a child? Or did Mallory, his second wife or wife, I don't know if she's the first or second or third, um, if she was somehow related to the Highlands. But as of right now, Syrah and Idala shared the same type of powers. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot. Okay. So... Those are the four kingdoms. We have the traitor's queen myth where Queen Adelaide seduced Novak and then killed him and fled to King Sarah for protection and they got married. That is a myth. We don't know what is true. Um, she, Some other people say she was in love with both of them. And the current war that we know between the North and South Kingdom started because of this love triangle. And then they tried to stop the war by getting... Um, Idalia and Brazen married and then they got cursed. So war has continued. No good things have happened. So that's all the kingdoms that there is. There's also this forest called Florin Forest. It's a magical land where all the magical people came from. Um, there's four different bloodlines within the forest. There's the Nettis, the Nors, the Salvas, and the Highlands. So we know the Highland, Sira and Idalia share that last name. So we know they come from there. So the Nettis is considered the feet of the magic. So the way it's described to us is that magic is this entire entity and different parts of magic fused into different bloodlines. So you have the feet of magic. If you are Nettie, you're a true nomad. These um, people, they use their powers to discover and name all the creatures. They have a connection with these creatures and they were able to tame the creatures and the creatures tame them. So they create a form and bond. One of the characters that we meet, Stig, who is the bard, who we know sings off key, is actually from this bloodline. And uh, we find out live because he starts singing very off key and the animals, the Grimshacks, respond to him and turn into their their beast form. And he and always reminded me of the bard from The Witcher. Me too. Could but not picture him as anything The Witcher else. guy was a better singer, I think. Oh, Yeah. And then so you have the Nors, which are the eyes of the magic. So these people, the bloodlines, they're able to see into the past and they can also get glimpses of the future. We have met Nuri and the Minoa people in the forest. And whenever we have visions with of Syrah, it's through this type of power. Then you have the cells, which is the mind of the magic. They're, this bloodline is able to 
um, create illusion. They have the gift of mirage. We find out that Theodore and Lachlan come from this bloodline. And then you have the Highlands. So the Highlands is um, the shining of Sina, which means crowned in all language, the golden ring, which they are all tethered to. So the Highlands is the bloodline that is the heart of the magic. They protect the forest and the families. Their power is the gift of love. They're able to use their power and it manifests in light. So that's why we know her hands are able to like glow. And then they are so powerful. They can siphon power from the forest, wield it, and they can also disperse power into other people. Crazy. Those are your four bloodlines. That's how we know magic as it is right now. So the history of the woods. So before the war of the North and the South, thanks to the love triangle, everyone was living in peace. Everybody in the woods was doing their thing. People outside of the woods did not have any powers. They're considered mortals. They, of course, came into the woods, chopped it down, claimed it as their own, and started fighting people. The bloodlines were fighting back, and because they were going against the call of their magic, they were turning evil, and they were trying to fight the invaders for their home. So the first lady, who is the queen, not the queen, a god, she comes while all this is happening. She takes a few of the Nords, who are the people who are the eyes of the magic, and can create um, illusions. And she took a piece of the forest and protected it. And then she migrated all the people into there for safety. So that is what we know as Idazina. Pronunciation guide, straight from the pronunciation guide, you guys. If I fuck it up from here on out, that is my problem. Just move along. Pretend like you didn't hear it. So that's the magical land. Nobody can find it. It is out there in the world. People are living there. They're protected. And while they're traveling through the forest, we come into contact with these people all the time. Okay. So that part of the land, the forest has been made. After the first lady leaves, the Highland, one of the Highland women, who we know is meant to protect the people, she journeys out of Idina and she takes her daughter with her because she's going to call back the rest of the bloodlines to come back to the space so they can live in harmony with their people. And she never returns. But her daughter returns. And guess who her daughter is? Syrah. Oh, Syrah. Syrah, Syrah. 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 <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, Danica, Danica, Lachin, Lachlan, who knows? Who's to say? Apparently the author and the peoples. So when she returns, she apparently has some like bad intentions. Like they figure out she's up to no good and they kick her out of Azina. And then she turns into this darkness and she is called the dreaded now. And she has followers and the followers are called the others. I don't know about you guys, but oh, when I was reading this, I was like, the who others. the fuck are the others? Right. I don't. Yes, because I'm thinking like lost. I'm like, oh, the others. Like anyone who's an other is usually like generally not on the same side as our heroes. So we have to figure out what's happening. Right. So those are all the people that you will probably meet, the different groups. It was a lot. But so right now in current state, while we think that there's just a war going on between the North and the South, you have Syrah, who is the true evil of all of this. And she is trying to gather all of the original magical bloodlines into the forest to siphon off their power and then take over the world, basically, because she's a bitter bitch. Bitter bitch. And I will say, all of what you just went through was cleaned up very nicely and concisely, by the way, because we got that throughout the book. So it wasn't like info dumps in separate places. You kind of had to pick it up piece by piece from person to person as you went through. So kudos, man, because... 
That really summed up a, a lot of information we got randomly throughout the book. I know. I feel like really you don't even have to read the book anymore and like go through the plot lines because that's all of the information you need in order to go into the next book. But anyhow, main plot yeah, lines. No, truly though, because like those are all like that. You finally got the answer to be like, ah, so that's what's really going on here. First yeah, book, we're introduced out, like, to the characters. Second book, we're introduced to the plot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was a lot of it. That's why one of my notes was like, this book turned out to be more complex than I thought it was going to be. Oh, like, for I sure. thought it was going to be very straightforward. We were going to get some good, like, um, good tropes. We we're going to get some good smut, a little bit of action, like the fighting kind and then the banging kind. And there was just <laughs> none of either. So no, this this required more brain power than I originally anticipated, which I'm not mad about, but like give a girl a warning. So we're breaking this up. We have rescuing Brazen. As we know, he followed the girl into the woods. Um, she was going to give him some shelter. She ends up being Syrah and or Syra, and she captures him. And he's an idiot, to be honest. And he is sitting in a cage basically for months and months and months. And some things that he was told by Sierra was things that like my mind was like, this seems like this will be something important. So she says he's the spitting image of Seraph, who is the king of the Belials. Um, she calls him son of Adeline and makes a comment about how she can smell all four bloodlines on him. So in the book, as we read... Yeah, I was like, why is she saying that if he has no magic, but she says he has all four bloodlines sent on him. So, okay, I was like, okay, we're going to put a pin on that. I want to tell you guys that so we can keep that in mind for next book. And then she tells him that she's the one that the others follow and that she's the dreaded. So now he's like, oh, shit. Caged for months. There's a man named Kano who's there who feeds him. And then there's an older woman that comes to feed him and clean up. And he never sees the older woman and Syrah at the same time. Months right. go by. I clocked that immediately. I'm like, what? Are I, they the same so person? I. I thought that that too. And he's oh, are they held in a cage, like not in jail, but like a cage where he cannot move. And this impacts him for the entire rest of the book. His body is recovering from being smushed into this tiny position the entire time. So that was a little tough. Yeah. And then, you know, we're talking about this old woman. I when did I think went, that was weird. When I went back to the first book and I was scanning quickly, you know, the lady appeared as an old crone at the ceremony or like when they were announcing that the two kids were going to be wedded and like when they were older, the lady appeared as an old crone. So I was like, are they the same people? Did the lady actually appear or was it Sarah? Oh, I didn't make that connection, but now you're saying it. It probably was. Should I check it up? It could like, be not. What's up to you? What What has everyone got going on here that I can fuck up? Can you imagine? Like, they're not actually cursed and they could have had sex this entire time. Anyhow. Oh, we can dream. <laughs> one can dream. So Theodore, who is the princess of the deep, comes and rescues Brazen with Stig, who is the bard. And she uses her tonics to start healing him. She gives him the Salva's flower. Um, which apparently is to heal him. Turns out it's actually giving him the ability to not see illusions while he's in the forest. And now they're headed to Azina. Let me just say, I loved. Because like book one, I was like, Theodore, okay, you're like a cute bookish. She's quirky. Yeah, I was like, okay, you're like a cute little bookish princess who's read all the stuff and is like got an adventurer's heart and like a the mind of a scribe, so to say. But she really came into her own. I was like, get pop off, little Theodore making tonics and tinctures wherever she went. And she's like, here, I got a spell for this. Hold on. Bibbidi-bobbidi. She was witching. She was really witching. She was witching. And she was like, oh, oh, I know She this. was witching and bitching. Yeah, witching girl. and bitching. I love it. Go do your bad girl thing. Okay. So that's happening for, I want to say, 25 to 35% of this book. 
what's happening with Brazen. Then we have Adalia and her band of bandits because now she's taking on Brazen's crew and they become her friends and they are traveling with her throughout the lands to go on her mission. So as soon as they're rescued or they rescue her, they're like, okay, we have to go find Brazen. But before we have to go to this place, we don't know why. They just told us to take you there. And when I say they, the people that have the visions are like, you need to go take her this way. Everything is yeah. super vague. They really don't know what's like, going you'll on. find out just... why you have to be there when you get there. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're like, okay, we're going to go along for the ride. So when she – here's the name. It's called the Patsto. And she realized that's the same place that Brayden's mom is being hidden. And so they travel there. They're searching for the queen. They meet another seer who tells her where the queen is being hidden, but they don't know that it's the queen. They're just like, the person you seek is at the temple. So they show up to the temple and the temple has these guards and they're wearing a mask with like a skull on it. And it's super creepy. The temple is not even a nice temple. It's abandoned, basically. It's falling apart. It looks horrible. And they're like, there's no way they can keep the queen in a place like this. Well, apparently they can because the queen has gone crazy. And she is- It was giving like insane asylum vibes this entire time. Yeah. She basically was sitting in a room with all this like old dirty clothes. Like she hasn't had any new clothes since the time she was put in there like 15 years ago. And she has no eyeballs because she gouged it out so she can't see the lady and like the dreaded and she's just babbling on and on and poor Dahlia is like, I, why did I come in here yeah, by myself? She's like, I have made a mistake. I will see myself out. And then she's like, I am not the cursed dreaded woman that you're talking about. I am Adalia. You're, I'm in love with your son. And she's just going on and on and on and on and on and like creepy as she's trying to get out of that room because she realized the queen's not going to give her any other information she well actually the queen is babbling on and on about like how the darkness and there's a golden ring and the golden ring is about to go out and she's like okay this gives me no information whatsoever she tries to get out and then the guards are actually part of the others and they are attacking her friends and so she's fighting them off rianne Comes with her Grimshack and they fuck that place up. Like it is Grimshka. Grimshka. <laughs> Thank you. The Grimshka. The Grimshack. The Grimshack. <laughs> I was like, wait, what did she say? Whatever she said, I knew it wasn't right. But I'm like, I'm going to let it fly. The Grimshack is a very cool place where queens we can, can get, get together. together. That, that's yeah. yours is the right version. anywho so temple is destroyed um lorna is dying adalia saves her then they go search for the queen they find her under the rubble and she is basically like please don't try to save me let me die let me be free i have not been living my life and then she also reveals that she was the one that killed adalia's mom that day she poisoned her So that was a big reveal, and then she dies. Then they stumble upon a guard who was there earlier and made semi-friends with them, um, who was a dreaded, not a dreaded, an other, and follows the dreaded. And he was like, you have to understand, I was forced into the situation. Go find my sister. She'll tell you the truth. And so they go off to find a sister. And he tells her, oh, my sister was actually taken by your dad, King Ivar. Yeah, so your dad, King Ivor, actually has been stealing people. Like, she'll back me up. Go find her. She's a whore in town. And they're like, okay. 
And you're like, I don't know about this, but off to Trident they go. So they find the sister. Her name is Lyra. She is, you know, working this whole house. She's a, a working girl on a the streets. A working girl. A hooker and, with a heart of gold. Uh, yeah, she definitely did make her pay the gold. I did not get heart of gold vibes from her. No, she's more like, I got a pocket of gold. That's what she's after. She's like, I got a pocket that needs to be filled with gold if you want me to talk to you. So she goes there. She's talking to Lyra, and Lyra starts giving her the rundown about like, oh, Novak and the love triangle, and she loved him and he loved her, but nobody really talked about what happened afterwards. And if they went to war with the North and the South and the river was being blocked, how is it that the North is still able to get all these goods and live their lands and why did you never question how your father was able to throw all these extravagant parties but other cities in your kingdom is basically impoverished and so she's really making these really good points you know considering she just came here to talk to hooker and she's getting schooled um no you know nothing against hookers it's just the way that adalia was you know acting because she was a princess and she's like i don't need a lesson on my own history but you did so she's like, okay, enough with the history lessons. Get to the point. So we find out that what Caitlin just said was true. Um, her dad sent his men to capture all these children and take them through the past. And while she was on the voyage, she killed other girls. And that's why she got left behind because they were like, you're problematic. We're going to leave you because you're a liability now. And while she was just left behind, the shadow, who is one of the others, found her and took her to safety. And we meet him which later. Is, which is off character apparently for him because he's one of – you know, the well-known others because he was like, I guess the right hand man, the left man hand. No, no, I thought it would be, but it wasn't. And so the same night when she was taken, the other showed up while her father and her brother were fighting off the guards and was like, Hey, we'll help you or you can die. So they had no choice, but to join the others and work towards freeing the sister. Now, when she was with her, and Adalia was with Lyra, and she was like, yeah, I killed all these other girls. So they would purposely leave me behind. I was like, ooh, maybe we should leave. <laughs> like, She's like, I, I, I was getting red flags left and right. I thought for sure she was going to kidnap her or try to steal her, or like turn her in for more money. But it did not happen. But I thought that's where we were going. Also, I, mean, I was like, maybe we my head. don't. Hmm? stay in a room with the girl who's saying that she kills everybody and doesn't feel bad right right that's like most conversations we're like ah mm, thank you i'm gonna walk out slowly with my back not towards you so you don't stab me in the back but a thought came to me just we were talking about the shadow is a shadow kano what if kano is actually the baby that we thought crazy sira crazy syra killed but she yeah. didn't, and that's the the baby. So you know, in the vision, we actually never saw the death. And you know how I am. I'm like, oh I yeah, don't you see know, it, I don't see a dead body. And you're not no, no. dead for several days, months. That's, I don't believe it. Hmm. So that's that. That just made me think that oh, we didn't see the body. There's this mysterious connection between them because when Brazen is captured, she, Syrah, spreads this little lie. She's like, oh, yeah, that's my brother. And they're like, interesting choice to call me your brother. But okay. And I I thought they were were lovers. lovers, But maybe it was like, no, you're like my mom because you raised me and I'm your son. But okay. I can see that. That'd be interesting to play out. That means everybody has like really long lifespans. Unclear. Sarah for sure has a very long lifespan because she was alive when Novak was alive. 
Yeah. Okay. Also, there's like this, and I, I think I'm jumping ahead too, but all throughout the book, there's just like this certain, there's this uncertainty where Adalia's like, why is this happening to me? And everyone's like, you don't know. Are you sure you don't know? Look within, well, we you don't. may know. And we're like, I, she's like, I don't know. I don't know. So yeah. there's maybe something more when we're talking about long lifespans there that maybe she's like a reincarnation or forgot the first 200 years of her life. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe it's the mom because we never knew what happened to like the original Highland lady. Because when we first meet Sira, she's with this old lady who's not her mom who took her under her wing. Anyhow, basically all of that that came out of Lyra, we find out that King Ivar has a deal with Osinia and we don't know what the deal is, but he provides slaves and gets something in return. And after that, Lorna becomes sick with the gray, which is super, super deadly. So they're traveling back to Edzina. Edzina Edzina Mazel. Or the and, way John Travolta said it. Yeah. <laughs> and to be able to heal her while they're traveling, they get attacked by another udder. And that turns out to be the shadow who we know about from Lyra. And Lynn and Tor are frozen from the power. Adalia offers herself to be taken to Sira in exchange for them to being left alone. And then she blasts him with his power. She reverses the magic. So they're unfrozen. And the shadow is very shocked by it. And he's like, Lux do, Domin, Osina. And we don't know what that means. And then he just vanishes. And we're like, okay, cool. Moving on. Also, while all of this bullshit is happening, um, Lynn is slowly and surely falling in love with his homegirl, Adalia. And I don't like that. That's candy. I think he got friend zoned. And he's just like, girl, I'm so close to you. Who's giving me interest? Because he seems to be not as familiar with the other sex as Torrent is. And so that's where I think it's coming off. Like first first love, maybe. Maybe. Unrequited. Maybe. We'll see. I, I want to rename this section to Marry Me Almost Fucking Azina, um, which is also no, known as the dumb and horny honey section because yeah. your girl was dumb and horny and didn't get any honey. Um, <laughs> so now we're finally in Azina. Stig, Teddy, and Brazen finally show up. Brazen is spending multiple days in bed because he's healing from his injuries of being captured. Meanwhile, Teddy is all up in there trying to find every single answer to any question that she's had over the years. She's learning to how to wield her magic and she's just loving her life. Stig is Stig and he's just bouncing around and having a good time like he always does. When Brazen's family's strong enough, they have dinner. Stig goes out on the stage and starts singing and then we find out that he is one of the bloodlines and he triggers the Grimshka and that's how we find out he's magical. All hell breaks loose. Nuri ends up telling them everything about the bloodlines that I told you guys in the history portion. You're welcome. Brazen has a feeling that there's someone outside of the barrier, but he gets distracted before he can tell everyone what's going on. Finally, Adalia arrives with her bandits and she immediately goes to visit the Minnow woman where she last met her in her house and she ends up having another vision. In this vision, she sees visions of Sira confessing she loves Novak. Novak saying, hey, you're just my friend. I love you. But as a friend, I'm in love with Adelaide. And then we see the other version of her stealing the baby and trying to kill the baby. Uh, at that point, Adalia tries to defy the magic and intervene. And the Manoa woman has to pull her out. So when she met the seer earlier in the book to uh, find out where the queen was, the seer was using her powers against the will of the magic and able to give people predictions of their futures and so she was like, how are you able to do that? And the seer was like, by defiance. 
So now she's learning if she's defiant with the magic and the call the magic has on her, she can manipulate it, which is not a good thing. And we'll find out soon. So after that, she goes, she brazen meets up with the guys in the bar by accident. It's a fun time. It's a great time. They're almost tears. Everyone's happy to be reunited. Uh, he finally sees Adalia and they're super excited to be together, but they can't touch each other still. They go visit Lorna, tell Lorna to get better. They attend a celebratory dinner that everyone's back together. And then Brazen's like, hey, come back to my room. We haven't seen each other in a long time. It's going to be a good time. And she follows and she goes and then she's like, I'm going to get you off. And she decides to use her magic that she siphons from Teddy or from the earth. And she manipulated her magic to be able to cast an illusion of herself and then the illusion is basically making moves on Brazen. And then he's like, wait, no, 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 no. If you can't feel this, I don't want this. But then he projects feeling onto her or something like that. And then she's able to start feeling his advances on the illusion on herself. But then she pulled too much magic from the earth. And as you know, the earth was generating the magic to create the barrier for Xena and protect them. And the barrier fell and the others came and all hell broke loose. And serum ends up like going into this weird like pain because the magic was basically rebelling and she like kind of almost blacked out she couldn't see anything she was in a lot of pain brazen was trying to figure out what's happening they have to carry lorna out of there they gather up their gang and they flee so they're on an escape again dumb and horny dumb and horny all that because you wanted to get a piece of ass are you disappointed hilda i mean i mean if there was no other smut i understand very disappointed but um, this sounds so, very convoluted yeah a lot going on anyhow so the gang as they're fleeing they split up teddy takes lorna to a warmer climate because if not she's just gonna die 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 like really die because why would you take someone who's that sick to the cold the rest travel with adalia to the last pond to find a way into the past so while they're traveling there they're attacked by king lester who we thought was dead turns out he's not dead he pretended to be dead and he's actually a follower of the dreaded and he is considered an other and he has been running the show behind the scenes this entire time and then the shadow our friend from earlier shows up and kills lester for them while lester was there he was talking all this crap about how like his kids are such a disappointment and he was making it seem like his kids weren't his so we were like, uh, what's going on? But that goes away. He's killed. He's dead. We move on with life. But you as a reader are like, okay, putting a pin in that. We're going to come back to that. So they finally come across a small town where they can like rest. They meet a married couple. The married couple is like, hey, you can have this. You can have that. As a reminder, like this war is between these people who are all dead and, you know, we can live in harmony, blah, 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 blah. And then as they're leaving, they're like, hey, by the way, we know you're actually not just like random people. We know you're the prince and the princess and you're very recognizable. So if you would just like be very, very careful because you will die out here. So they finally make it to the last pond. Adalia takes this potion that Teddy gave her, kudos to Teddy, and her appearance changes. She's like blonde hair, green eyed or something now. And then Brazen takes the other half of the potion and instead of turning into a different version of Brazen, he turns into a woman with plump breasts and good hips and you this know, part was plump wild lips. it wild. was hilarious interesting okay and <laughs> so a weird turn i didn't mention this early but last pond is one city where women are not allowed unless you're accompanying men it's basically like a brothel city brothel and city, like yeah. 
what goes goes and the vegas of this world yeah and it's just weird so adalia has to pretend to be the lady of the shadow and you know brazen turns out to be the lady of torn and they end up in one of the brothels and they're talking to these guys who are nobles and they start like hey i will trade this for you if you give me information on this and the guys reveal that they know the location to the past and they're willing to give them the location if you gather up men of the same stature that are big and strong and can take on like the guards because we're going to like overrun the kingdom and take it over cool, great, whatever. But he also is like, in good faith, I'll tell you a secret that's about to come to news and then you'll know I'm legit. Uh, So he tells them that the queen, Eveline, is dead. And Brazen's like, what? No, that can't be. Like, I just saw her. You guys just saw her. And then they're like, no, your mom died in my arms and I didn't know how to tell you. And then he's super upset and he's like, betrayed because everybody knew but him. Yeah. To be fair, they're like, I think Lynn put it best. Like, there's been a lot of high stress environment situations that we've been in recently, and there was not really a great time for us to bring up this other highly stressful event to tell yeah, you. Yeah, but maybe instead of trying to do hanky panky, she'd been like, "Hey, we have to have like a real big conversation right now." Dumb and horny strikes Ooh, again. Dumb and horny. Dumb and horny. So he's upset, but they all put that aside to go travel to the past to figure out the location. And so they get there, they find it finally, and they're getting ready to go on these boats to travel through some like river and a trench and yada, yada, yada. And everyone's getting on the boat and we turn around and Tor is gone, like drop dead to the floor, dead. He has this weird impression on his face and then he just sort of like falls over and was like, wait, what? And that's when we see, dun, 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 Kano. Kano has returned. And then he's telling the shadow, like, your girl, Sira, is super upset about the betrayal. And what she gives it, she takes it. And then he takes the power from the shadow and he claps on the floor. I think he's still alive. What we don't really know. And then Idalia is like, no, not Tor. And starts charging towards him. Her hands spark up with her rage of gold and, and scene. Oh, before that, though. Kano turns into the dire wolf, which was periodically shown up throughout the book to attack the towns and stuff like that. So. So. Oh, and then we enter scene. Lachlan in his nice little castle where nothing bad is happening, but he's going through his office trying to find something that he had hidden and couldn't remember. And then he was looking for a scroll with a picture of his original parents um, and his sister, and a vial of the crushed flowers for the salve. So apparently... Wait, wait. Original parents? Yes. yes. So we learn right before Lester dies, and they're like, what about your children? He's like, those aren't my children. And like, that's that's all you got from there. And so from this scene, we learn that his original parents were killed by the others, and Lester, unclear on the relationship from them, like how how that hierarchy worked but um he took over as king until Lachlan presumably could take up the duties next I assumed he was already king I assumed Lester was king the entire time but he was one of the others so he was acting like on both sides and then he just took them as his children and was just raising them until they were primed and ready because their power wasn't mature enough for her to siphon that yeah that's probably right okay 
And then, so then he became king because Lester was like, I got better, bigger things to do than run this stupid little kingdom. I'm going to run the world. Yeah, good luck with that being dead. So then he, Lachlan is like, I'm off to go find my sister. That's how the book ends. I do want to say that there was this one part that really bugged me because I'm like, what happened with this? And now that we know he's dead. So Tor was out while they were traveling. He walks away to take a moment by himself because his his lover, Nuri. Yes. um, I'm glad you brought this up because I was going to come back to this. She died while they were escaping um, from Izina that night. And so he was taking a moment in the forest. And when Brazen goes to look for him, he finds him like very out of sorts. Like I thought he was body swapped with someone else. Sure, me too. But he ended up being fine. But no, they didn't talk about it anymore after that. And I was like, ooh, and then he dies. And I'm like, okay, come back to life next book because this is unclear. Maybe that was the hey, you're gonna go continue acting the way you are, but your body swapped in your faith, and this is an illusion. Could could be it was it was a strange encounter where you're like, huh. This is this is off character. Like this is going to be something significant, and I don't know if we found there. So, like to your point, maybe this body swap person died, but like Torrent didn't actually die. But then he was saying things at the end that like talked to the little merry little band of the cloak, yeah. whatever they call themselves, like a family found, and so maybe it's really him. Oh my god, I, what if was, he swapped with scene. Lorna and then Lorna died, and then he's actually coming to save them i don't know but it's so sad okay this is now there is one thing i want to talk about which does seem like it will be significant and it's this idea of magic that they learn when they're in idizina did i say that right they learn when they're in idizina um where anyone any magical being has basically this one wish so to speak that you can say oh is that the remembrance or is that the permanence permanence (laughs) It's called a permanence. It's like you have this one thing where you can say like, I want, you know, my son to be protected against all others and no harm can come to them until they reach their natural end. And like, it's out in the world. It's done. They're protected. And like you put all your magic into that. You got one permanence. That's it. And. Well, apparently only super powerful people can do that. Because you have to have enough power to be able to do it. So, right. Like, so, like strong mom, families of the bloodline, I think, can do it. Yeah, Lachlan's mom did that, and that's how they're safe. Correct. So, it's something that they told uh, Adalia, like, you have one permanence. And she was, again, dumb and horny. She was willing to throw it all away to break the curse. Just be like, just so we can be together. And everyone's like, there's a greater good we should be considering here with this very strong curse-breaking world-changing wish you could make like let's take a long hard look at that and really make sure this is what you want to choose see those were the moments where i just was i felt very juvenile because she felt like she was acting selfishly to be able to get what she wanted to just break the curse so she get in that moment like, yeah oh, yeah like girl you don't know this man from like you just met him like i don't know like four weeks ago three weeks ago in the span of this book and she's like i love him i'm ready to be with him let me you know damn everyone else just to be with him and you're like does this hang low have longevity for you to to wish your wish on this so that is something that comes out throughout the book they try to import partner that will probably be significant in the next book so maybe my prediction if we read the next book issues her permanence and it does something to save someone i'm not okay so i'm not sad i 
didn't finish. Yeah. The middle of the end was a bit hard to track a bit. I just feel like I we're on like our merry game on adventure. It was so hard to get through. Yeah. It was endless. We're here. We're there. We're in a bar fight here. We're in a bar fight there. Here a bar fight. There a bar fight. Everywhere we're a bar, bar fight. fight. Yeah. It was a little, a little left. A little left. All right. So what star rating would you give this? I will not rate it because I did not finish. I gave it a 2.5. I'll give it a 2.75. It just, it dragged a little bit. It dragged, it just dragged a little bit. It wasn't a long book by any means. It was a fairly decent, normal sized book. No, it was 400 pages. It felt long. It did. It felt long. Like that last quarter felt incredibly long. I was just like, my God, where are we? (laughs) Why hasn't this ended yet? So hmm, I give it a shoulder shrug. Would I read it again? No. No. Will I maybe read the next book if I have nothing else in the world to read? And my TBR is very, very long. But, you know, we're committed in this, in this podcast. so we will We'll see it through. It. Although I don't know if anyone else has ever read it. So I'm very curious to know if you have read it, pop on over to our DMs and let us know what you think, what you thought. Are you continuing? Have you read it? Are you not reading it? Are you just reading it through us as we read it Are here you for you? Are you just listening? Yeah. Let us know if we need to continue this or not. Yeah, that's a good question. Keep going or not keep going? Maybe that's a Spotify question of the week. Yeah. Yeah, because we have obviously a lot of book series that are incomplete, that are a priority that we need to get to in 2024. I don't know if we need to get to this in 2024. Not to say we won't, but will we get to it when it immediately launches? I don't know. Like this one we put off for a while. We did. Yeah. But then if we clear up space in the calendar, we could possibly squeeze in more things that you guys are reading. Mm-hmm. All need good any points. More convincing? <laughs> all good points. All good points. So that'll be up on our Spotify questions of the week. And we'll get to all of those previous questions that were up that folks have answered in the last week. But I wanted to just quickly say the best way to support the podcast and help us find new people is to rate us and review us on Apple. I know we have a lovely, lovely loyal bunch of listeners on spotify so i love you i see you all of you besitos for all of you um kisses kisses <laughs> kisses <yeah>. translation <laughs> but uh the best way we can help find more new friends to talk about these these books adventures that we go on is to uh rate us and review us on apple so appreciate your love there as well on that note let's head over to our spotify questions of the week and answer some well i'm not going to answer them i'm going to read what you guys answered first question comes to us uh, I believe from a new friend. I don't think I've seen you on here before. Nick Izian, Nick Ismal answered the question, do you think General Sorengale knows about Brennan from Fourth Wing? And that answer is no. Succinct. To the point. I appreciate your brevity. I'll I like you- the succinct ac- answers. <laughs> I appreciate the answer. Just no. Want to hear more from you, though, on what you thought on Iron Flame, friend, if you've read that one yet. If not, we'll come back and see him. Um, next question. Um, and a couple of people answered this, so we're going to go through them. So Paige B, Alana P, and Emma S all answered the question, how do you feel about the pacing of this book? Is it set up like a TV series the way Listen With Brit said it was? And this is referring to Iron Flame Part 1. Paige answered, it does seem episodic now that I listened to the episode. I didn't mind the pacing. I just wanted the communication between Zayden and Violet to be effective quicker. Yes. 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 Their miscommunication trope. Blah. A little too long. A little too long. 
Alana P. She answered, I didn't feel that way until I heard others say it and agree that the writing style was different than the first book. I think too much time was spent on Vi and Zayden being mad at each other. Again. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. That was the one gripe we had. Yeah. And we said it. We liked that book despite Violet and Zayden. Yeah. Uh, Emma S. answered, I really love the pace in this book. I do agree that it's set up as a TV episode because every chapter ended with a cliffhanger just like a TV episode does. And I watched the hell out of it. That's the truth. Yeah. Uh, Emma S. answered, after his actions in book two, are you ready to forgive Dane? She said, I'm not sure. I have mixed feelings about Dane, which is fair at this point. Um, Taylor E. answered the same questions. Are you ready to forgive Dane? She said, yes. Unpopular opinion. I always love an unpopular opinion. Violet was technically the shady one, blindly following and keeping Zayden's secrets. Dane thought he was protecting both his country and her with the limited info anyone had. You know? Oh, I can't believe Taylor. Taylor E. Always bringing some good insights into these things. And it's true. I mean, it's good points. She was blindly following him now that I take a step back and reflect. Good stuff there. Also, Pilot. Pilot. Also, Page B answered the same question. And she said, I think I need him and Violet to really sit down and talk to each other so we can hear what Violet thinks about forgiving him. He's in my better graces for sure, but I'm a Scorpio and I hold grudges. And I love that about you, Page B. (laughs) You hold those grudges. That is an excellent point. So as a reminder, all of these questions from this episode and all the ones from before are available up on Spotify. They are when you click into each episode and you can jump in and add your feedback at any time. And we'll talk about them here live on the episode. So before we sign off for tonight, let's talk about what we're getting into next. So next we are covering gold, the sixth book? Fifth. Fifth. Fifth book. There's six total now. Fifth book from Raven Kennedy's series that's with commander slade hello dirty talk um king slade commander rib right commander rib slade he's just like the same oh yeah commander rib i'm like which one was he in when he was doing his dirty talk it's neither yeah there we go it would have been book four (laughs) we had to wait a long time for it but boy was it worth it uh, so we get that again. That was just released earlier this month. We'll be covering that one. And then we have to talk about 2024, friends. Oh, my 20, goodness. 20, oh, my gosh. Can we stop? No. How is the year going by so quickly? So quickly. That. And um, just to quickly note, what is the top of mind for everyone? What is coming out in January of 2024? Oh, House of Flame and Shadow. So we do have some books we're covering in between. Wanted to tease a spoiler we'll have coming up or an episode we'll have coming up with a House and Flame and Shadow predictions. I'm bringing in a very special guest that I feel many of you may know from TikTok. Uh, so we'll leave that little spoilery bit there, but start thinking through your predictions because if you guys have thoughts and Things that you're thinking through, please send them to us on, on our DMs and we'll talk about them with our guest who I promise you is well-versed, more educated, has all the facts, correct pronunciations, all of that to back up what we're talking about here. So that will be coming out in early January and that's what we got coming up. So good night. <laughs> Farewell. <laughs> So good night. We'll leave you with that. Good night. (laughs) Good luck. Happy reading. 
and happy holidays. Happy holidays. Bye.